Hi there, I'm Izzy, and for this episode of the Women X Film Festival podcast, you'll be hearing from Tia Salisbury, the writer and director of Placenta Pate, which screened at the festival as part of our comedy strand. It was lovely to dig deeper into what inspired her hilarious and heartfelt piece, and I hope you enjoy listening. Okay, Tia, so starting off, we're going to do some introductory quickfire questions. Can you please tell us your pronouns, first of all? Yes, she, her. Lovely. Uh, your favourite film of all time? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I really love Punch Drunk Love. I could watch that a million times. Amazing choice. <laughs> and finally, if you could have dinner with three filmmakers, who would you pick? Oh my god. That's a crazy good question. I love Judd Apatow, I have to say. Olivia Wilde, she might bring Harry Styles as well, so that's like bonus. Um, And um, just someone off kilter like David Lynch, I think, would be great. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Brilliant, thank you so much for those. Okay, so the first question we would love to ask you is how you got into filmmaking. So what's been your journey so far uh, in the world of filmmaking and um, what's your experience been like in the industry so far? Well, I've definitely taken the scenic route. Um, I kind of um, A to B via all the other letters of the alphabet. I, I did start my career as a um, CGI computer animator, a broadcast animator. I did that for about 12 years and that was all kinds of stuff from um, kids TV series, um, short films, content graphics. I know I particularly love storytelling and filmmaking. Um, and I always really, I suppose I did want to make live action shorts, truth be told. But when I first went to art college a billion years ago, it was just like, it just wasn't possible. It, I, it was incredibly technical, it was incredibly expensive really male orientated um it all sounds like sort of a bit of a cliche but it just was like a a, a different world to me it wasn't something i could connect with and then i had kids about 13 years ago and that really wrecked the animation career so thanks kids (laughs) just because it's slow motion it's slow motion filmmaking right so but around the same time um some friends of mine who were fashion photographers were getting into making really silly behind the scenes kind of b-roll stuff for grazia and magazines and that was sort of online branding um and turning a, a stills camera to, to shoot films started happening and i got involved in making kind of about two three years just making branded content and behind the scenes shorts which were all live action and then you know then worked up into making my first shorts and and now it's it's just it's been shorts for like the last three four years for me narrative shorts and um concentrating on on comedy really so yeah yeah that's an amazing journey though to do to do animation and then sort of go into like a fashion yeah. world that's hilarious it was like sort of zoolander it was full blue steel territory <laughs> I, I all of that. but i also think you know it meant that i've learned you know i can edit i can film i understand graphics so it's less like kind of climbing a ladder as a career, more like lily pad to lily pad to, oh, I'm on that lily pad, I don't really like the frogs on that lily pad, I'll go to that lily pad. And it's um, a more organic way of making a career. And it's all valid. It's everything has, has kind of informed everything else. You know, I feel a better filmmaker for my quite convoluted journey <laughs> to get here today. Brilliant. So we'd love to now talk more about your film, Placenta Pate, which I've seen and it is so brilliant it's so funny 
I had such a great time watching it. Um, but for the benefit of anyone listening who has not maybe seen it yet, could you maybe talk a bit about the premise, what it's about, um, and then where the idea came from? What was what was the inspiration behind it and, and how it got made, basically? The film was commissioned by Exeter Phoenix, so I have to say a big thanks to them. And that was off the back of, I won a 48-hour film challenge with a short film that made in lockdown, and that led to this funding. So it was kind of a weird and lovely way to be supported to make a, a new short film. It all came about quite quickly and I suddenly thought, you know, I really, really want to do this. I want to make a film about parenting as like a love letter to, to as an older parent now to look back to where my kids were really little and just kind of the madness, the roller coaster, the the intensity of all of that and tell a story between a couple about that sort of first few months into parenting. And also, I, for various reasons, I knew I wanted to incorporate sort of a real life story that, uh, that um, had happened to somebody I knew about sort of a very ill-advised um, placenta recipe remedy to help with um, mastitis. And um, as I was writing the script, I could not hear the dad's voice. Um, I, I'm in a hetero marriage and I just thought, I just wrote me and my husband, you know, and I just couldn't really get a grip on his character. And then some friends of mine who are same-sex mums had just had a little boy were having kind of various um, hilarious antics with that. And I just thought, wow, if I, if I kind of write the script a little bit with them to sort of honour the fact that it isn't my experience of parenting, it's somebody else's experience of parenting, would they, would they be sort of interested in seeing same-sex mums on screen? Although that, that's very incidental to to the film really and what goes on and um, they were so excited to be involved um, so huge huge thanks to them and their little boy Loudon is is the baby in our film so yeah I flipped flipped the casting for a little bit of diversity and weirdly there was sort of like some health anxiety things in there which is really personal it's a really personal film to me really and all of those themes those themes got even more exaggerated chatting to Loudon's mum so yeah, that was that was kind of an interesting, um, positive thing of, of making your casting a bit more diverse, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really amazing to hear that it's it's such like a personal film in so many ways. But then also you were having a lot of inspiration from sort of mothers and parents around you. It's, it sort of really shows that parenthood can be so isolating at the same time everyone's going through the same thing yeah it was mad and that's when I thought okay you know not everyone's going to get every film that you make but I thought I think parents will really get Mm. a kick out of this film and and hopefully other people as well but um yeah I felt as we were making it there was a lot of parenting stuff that was coming up that um felt like it was um yeah we were really we were really lucky it's a really amazing cast and crew actually I was massively blessed so the next question is, uh, we'd love to hear more about sort of your role in making the film. So you're the writer-director, is that correct? So yeah, was the process easy? Was it difficult? You know, did you have particular like struggles or challenges? Or did you particularly enjoy writing and or directing? Um, how was it? Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I do love doing all of it, really. I think having come from being in animation, that's, you know, you have complete control over everything. But I think this is the first film where I felt like I'd worked with, with the DP, Tom Oy, before. I've worked with um, Bethan Nash, who's one of the lead roles. I've worked, worked with her lots. I've worked with um, Rosa, our amazing production designer, who made the silicon placenta that, like, just needs its own kind of credit and applause. It's, it's 
it was I, so it was so realistic i was i sat there thinking what's it made out of it's <laughs> it's brilliantly done yeah it's amazing and, and on the day that we were shooting the actual model and she was putting all the blood over and everything she was kind of like oh, uh, you can't be breezy because it's like your own thing and she like whispered to me i'm seven weeks pregnant and i was like oh my god oh my god you're gr- how many presenters are you gonna make really lucky that, that I'd, I'd worked with quite a few people on the production before and um and it was a real challenge as I'm sure lots of filmmakers are telling you that we were shooting in the middle of it was last August in the middle of all the sort of Covid restrictions and it was it was it was hard it was a hard way to make a short film um but because I I'd worked with lots of people before I felt like I have a really good creative shorthand and it was the most sort of um it was the most collaborative short I've made really in the, the read through with the actors, we did we did a read through of the script I'd written, and then they kind of did some improvised bits, and then I fed that back into the script, and um, we did some wild takes where they kind of you know went off script a little bit, and I so that's all balancing act between it's oh my, and then actually no you you have a go your way now because you know you're so talented I'd be absolutely bonkers if I didn't kind of go. You know, what's the point of having amazing people on set with you and then not like letting them shine a bit? So everything just fell into place with it. We were really lucky. Amazing. Our final question for you is what advice would you give to aspiring or other filmmakers out there in the industry at the moment? Give yourselves a hug because it's so hard. And I think it's particularly hard at the moment because like on the festival circuit, I think lots of films that had been on the back burner for a couple of years are all coming forward. And, um, you know, you just have to kind of, you know, make the stuff and it's important to get to festivals and to meet people at festivals and, you know, and, and lovely to connect with festival programmers and just don't be too tough on yourself if stuff doesn't get into festivals and just keep on making, just keep on making stuff any way that you can. And that doesn't mean, you know, don't wait for the gatekeepers, don't wait for, you know, the funding bodies, that might be the most obvious choice is every time, to, I, I have been lucky enough to get funding from a couple of, of um, kind of um, funding places, but it always took years, I have to say, and whenever I got a rejection, I had an idea for a short on the back burner that I, that I could literally make, you know, um, one summer I got turned down by the BFI and it was, the kids holidays were coming and so I made a short film with cat, my cat and an iPhone, and um, it cost 15 quid in really expensive cat treats. And it was like a comedy horror, nine second comedy horror. And it got selected for the Loco Comedy Film Festival in London, which screens at the BFI South Bank. So they're saying, have you got a DCP copy? And I was like, no, I shot it on my phone with my cat, are you mad? made that film which went on to have quite an interesting life of its own because I didn't get funding and then I think you build up you build up your stuff your style you build up your crew you build up your maybe you build up your voice a little bit more effectively when you haven't got the pressure of other money so um don't worry about funding don't take film festival stuff too personally and just make like mad make good stuff bad stuff lots of stuff try all different genres do horrors and comedies and everything and just made loads of films that's such amazing advice that's brilliant Tia you've been wonderful thank you so much for sitting down and chatting thank you for having the film we really appreciate it cheers